Hey, it's Dave from Florida Beer Blog and Florida Beer Podcast. And if you were like me, trying to figure out a way to start podcasting, Anchor is the app for you. I use it for this podcast and it's ridiculously easy to use. It's 100% free and they'll even match you with sponsors so you can get paid to podcast right away. You can do interviews from anywhere in the world. You can import your own audio. You can record directly in the app. All you need is your phone or a tablet or computer to get started. Just go to anchor.fm forward slash start and get started as early as today. Thank you for listening. And welcome to a very lucky episode seven of the Florida Beer Podcast, powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com. This is Dave, your author and host thanking you for coming back for another episode. We're going to be doing a little traveling on this episode. Our first interview is going to be with Colin Presby. He is the brewmaster for Carnival Cruise Lines, and this weekend they had an event aboard the Carnival Magic where they premiered three beers that Colin had perfected the recipes for on board the on-ship brew systems on the Carnival Vista and the Carnival Horizon. Now, thanks to a partnership with Brew Hub, those three beers are going to be available fleet-wide starting immediately. So we're going to be talking to Colin about how the beers were created, brewing on board a ship, and so on. We're then going to chat with Joe DiBasella from GroovyGuyGifts.com, GroovyGroomsmanGifts.com. If you've looked at Florida Beer Blog on social media, you'll notice that I had a really great cooler bag from them. I've got a glass as well that you're going to be seeing show up in upcoming blog posts. And I'm going to be chatting with him a little bit about the sites, the kinds of things that you can purchase on there, and how we got started. And finally, we're going to head to Boca Raton and talk to Alan Steen, co-owner at Robot Brewing, formerly known as the Funky Buddha Lounge. Uh, we'll get an idea for how this very eclectic space fits in with Palm Beach County Craft Beer, some of the things that he has, and he's got a very special event coming up at the end of March that I think everybody's going to really enjoy. But first, let's head directly on board the Carnival Magic and let's chat with Colin Presby. Crack open a cold Florida craft beer. I'm drinking one as well. And enjoy the show. As promised, we are on board the Carnival Magic in Port Miami, and we are sitting here with Carnival's brewmaster, Colin Presby. Colin, how are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> so, I guess it's interesting to start off with the beginning, because I did see the Carnival Vista when it was homeported here for the first time, yep. with the first onboard brewery that any North American yep. liner did, Yeah. and now it's on two different ships. Right. So, we started our brewing program with Carnival Vista, mm-hmm. launched that. Uh, got the brewery up and running there, and then as we prepared to launch our sister ship, Carnival Horizon, we looked at the brewing, um, ke- keeping the brewery but changing the venue. Mm-hmm. And so with Carnival Horizon, we introduced Guy's Pig and Anchor Smokehouse Brewhouse. And that was a, a bit of a partnership on the culinary side with celebrity chef Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he and his team helped come up with the barbecue stuff, and I came up with four new beers to pair specifically with barbecue that were great. A lot of those great flavor combinations, food and beer pairings, uh, and got that up and running. We've been sailing now for almost a year with Horizon, um, and uh, so that was the start of our brewing program. We've got the Carnival Panorama coming out in December, sailing out of Long Beach, California, so we'll be sending a brewery to the West Coast. <laughs> that, that seems a little daunting. I mean, they've got a lot of breweries on the West Coast, don't get me wrong, but we're sending one more. I'm sure that they will enjoy it. How has been the guest reaction to the onboard breweries and the beers? Yeah, guest reaction has been great. Uh, the brewery itself is something that that just 
reaches out for guest engagement. It takes a lot of these guests who, uh, and, and I'll be honest, when I was when I was cruising as a guest ten years ago, um, I was a beer guy even then, and uh, took a cruise and was like, well, I guess I'll drink rum and coke this week, <laughs> and that was it. You know, it's like ah, it'll be cocktails because historically the cruise industry has been not super big on beer. And so selection, quality, all those things were kind of an afterthought. Um, but but what we've what we've got um, is getting us, you know, going in a, a great beer direction. Nice. Yeah. And so today the big press event was that three of the beers are now going to be fleet-wide. Yeah. So we took our best-selling beer from each of the ships. Vista, it's the Thirsty Frog Caribbean Wheat. And that's what I'm drinking right that's now, That's what right? you've got, yep. Okay, can you describe this beer? Because it's got it's a pretty classic yeah. Hefeweizen without so um, much of the banana. It's esters. got well. So, so what we what we did is uh, stylistically, it's actually sort of a um, uh, Belgian wheat with a little bit of a little bit more Hefeweizen-y characteristics. Okay. So we okay. used a little bit more expressive yeast, but we also did the coriander and orange peel to bring out some of that that citrusy and a little bit spicy. Interesting. Aspect. And so that was the top-selling beer on yeah, the Vista. Yeah, that was Vista. the top-selling beer on Vista. On Horizon, it's our Parched Pig Toasted Amber. So very accessible American Amber Ale. You get a little okay. bit of that um, malty caramely uh, sweetness, a little bit of toasty, biscuity flavor in there uh, with enough hops to support it, keep it balanced. Uh, that one is our best seller on Horizon. So we took the best seller from each ship and uh, our West Coast IPA from, from Carnival Horizon, Parched Pig West Coast IPA. And uh, you know IPAs are the best-selling craft yeah. your style. Like so, so obviously, if we're going to can something, if we're going to put something out on a bigger scale, IPA's got to be one of them. So yeah. we took those three and uh, went from there. And so now they're available on twenty-four of the twenty-six. Shows. Right. So we worked with our uh, partner brewery at Brew Hub in Brew Hub Lake, is, yeah. Lakeland, Florida. Yeah. Um, I, I jumped ship for a couple days and went and uh, brewed there. With their guys um, on the brew deck, brewing hundred barrel batches, brewed batches of all three of these beers, uh, and uh, dialed it in. Worked with them on scaling up the recipes. You know, in correspondence for a couple months prior. Prior, got there, brewed these beers, um, and so now our release as of today, March seventeenth, we've got uh, these three beers on cans and draft fleet wide. Nice. Almost fleet wide. 24 out of 26 ships. So we do have 26 ships in the Carnival fleet. Uh, two of them are in Australia, and getting our beer down under takes a little extra time. So uh, in about a month, we'll have it on all 26 ships. As of today, we got the 24 domestic ships. So that's still pretty good coverage. Uh, so all the guests who have been asking me, who have been engaging, um, uh, with with the breweries and asking why can't I get these beers on other ships? Mm-hmm. Now we can answer that. You know, now we have an answer for the uh, messages I get on Facebook and Instagram about, oh, I wish you had the Caribbean wheat on such and such ship. Now we do. <laughs> and you went for the sixteen ounce can, tall boys, yeah. instead oh, of the twelve ounce. Absolutely. Um, as a package, twelve ounce, twelve ounces, all right, but. Even before we started canning, we saw a major push, even shipboard, to 16-ounce cans. Mm-hmm. And so our standard, not in every brand, but in a lot of brands, is 16-ounce. So when given the choice of package, 16-ounce can was a great choice. Plus, we do the four-packs, take a four-pack with you back to your cabin. Oh, nice. Can, yeah. you, can you take them off the ship, or is it just for consumption on the boat? Um, or do we not know that? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure the legality... If you throw a four-pack in your suitcase, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> now, this isn't going to be available at, like, Total Wine & More. No, no, no. Okay. This is this is shipboard exclusive, um, at least at this point. I mean, obviously. Obviously, once we take these big steps, once, we're, once we, we've got production, we've got recipes dialed in, we've got all that, uh, obviously, things are thinking around, right? So I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking. My boss is thinking about it. Uh, but right now... It's a shipboard exclusive. It's something that when you go on a trip, when you when you you know save up, you take your vacation, you can have awesome beer, and it's something that brings you back 
when you're thinking about, I want to take a cruise and I want great beer. That's a great yeah, choice. Exactly. You know? So um, so with the new liner that you... Or for, actually, let me backtrack because we talked about Brew Hub. Yeah. How is it working with them? Because that is an amazing facility yeah, to go they've, to. Yeah, they've been great. Um, they've, been, they've been really, really awesome. Uh, communication's been great, working with them on recipes. And then um, I, I've been there now a couple times, and... Uh, the you know for as much as they kind of focus on getting partner breweries scaled up and into bigger distribution on site is a cool visit so if you're in the area totally worth checking out like their their tap wall is just awesome and uh you know i don't think i drank more than i don't know five ounces of any different beer but i think i had 20 samples you know and a hotel and an uber nearby so that was good but uh but you know, so many different varieties, and they're 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 doing and able to do everything there from, you know, classic um, German Helles lagers to, you know, trendy hazy IPAs to, I had a, a barrel aged some kind of stout that was killer. So, yeah, they've been they've been great, and uh, I feel like I feel like my beers are in good hands working with them. Yeah. How difficult was it to scale up? Because with the system that's on the Vista, yep. the one that I've seen, it's what, a two-barrel system? Uh, it's actually three and a half hectoliter, so about okay. three U.S. barrels. Okay, and then you're taking that yep. to a system that's at least 100 barrels. It's bigger yep. than my dorm room in college. Right, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, for sure. I, and I've heard a lot of brewers talk about how difficult it is taking mm. it from a couple-barrel home system just to a 15-barrel. Sure, How sure. These guys, they, they, have, um, they have great experience and knowledge of their system and so i could come to them with um you know obviously starting with my recipe and then we kind of worked it up and worked it up to all right how's their efficiency how's their yield what are we looking at you know what kind of um how do we have to adjust hop rates to uh to compensate to get the same finished product plus we were able to send growlers of our beer Mm. off the ship for analytics so they did a lot of the that analytics in house. Yep. They they, they they ran up the lab work, did the analytics, and working with them, we were able to set that as the target. Because what we want is beer that's consistent. That you had this beer on horizon when I brewed it, and you're ser- drinking it right out of a serving tank. When you get it on a can on any of our other ships, we want it to be the same beer. And Absolutely. and we were able to hit those targets very very well. Nice. Yeah. yeah they're pretty good. They're pretty good people. Yeah. Um, with the new ship that's going to be going out of Long Beach, yep. will that brewery have a brand new, I guess, theme, brand new set of core beers? So the branding on that is still going to be Parched Pig. It'll be the Guys Pig and Anchor Smokehouse Brew House with the Parched Pig beers. Uh, I've been, you know, always looking at the next project. I'm, uh, I'm really thinking about and working on a next beer. And so I would love to do... Uh, an additional year-round house beer, uh, specifically kind of for that market to fit in with our current line. So we'll start with the same four, and then if I can get an extra one in there, I think that'd be awesome. Excellent. So I can't commit to a style yet, but um, I think I'm thinking about some things. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. How uh, how different is it working for a cruise line to where the breweries are never in the same city twice? Because you came from brewing in Pennsylvania, right. you you have some pretty big names under yeah. your belt. Yeah, this is what the, the okay. yeah the, the the one of the big differences uh, with with brewing on ships and now having two breweries is that I can't always just go in sample and I'm I'm dealing with. Uh, and relying on reports from my brewer. And Ron is doing a great job there, but I had the chance uh, about a month and a half ago that Vista and Horizon were in the same port at the same time. So we were in Cozumel together. I hopped over on there and did some, you know, some uh, supervisory stuff, troubleshooting, but most importantly, tasting. Tasting the beers and had those awesome sense memory moments that you taste the beer and it's exactly on spec. And so... um, Ron has made it pretty easy, but supervising from afar is a little tricky. Uh, but he's making great beer, and he's keeping the beer standards up. <coughs> and having people, and having, I'm sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, from a guest perspective, that's what I was about to say, that uh, from a guest perspective, it's, it's 
a weird combination of a production brewery and a brew pub. Because yes, it's a three barrel setup um, that we're serving off of serving tanks right there, you know, draft across the bar. But every week I have 5,000 new guests. And so every week it's a full change. So six to eight day for Horizon and seven day cruises for Vista. Um, it's, it's all new people. And so the, the one thing that you lose is that you lose the anticipation of seasonals. I'm still brewing a lot of seasonals. We've got a killer pumpkin ale. We've got, um, you know, and I want my brewers, so Ron's doing some fun stuff. I want them to be coming up with recipes continuously, so, so new recipes all the time uh, for seasonals. But we lose the anticipation aspect. So I can't say, oh, man, come back in a week. I've got this. I've got this. This great seasonal that'll be ready in a week. Because <laughs> by then your cruise is over, right? Or, or a lot of times uh, because our brewing is such a visual process. We've got this glass brew house. It's right there in the in the pub in the Pig and Anchor. Uh, you guests can see it. They watch. They ask, "What are you making?" And well, it's a seasonal beer that'll be ready after you're gone. <laughs> And so that's a little bit weird, so we can't do the build-up, but when we have cool seasonals on, the response is awesome. Excellent. Yeah. How difficult is it to source ingredients? Because, you know, two-row and yeah. all our chowers yeah. is going to be... So we've, we've gotten things pretty well streamlined. We do work with uh, Country Malt Group and Brewer Supply, so BSG and, and Country Malt. Um, and they deliver to our warehouse in Miami, and then they get sent to the ship. So uh, for regular order stuff, my, my lead time's not too bad. But if I have to set up a new vendor, or if I need to source like a weird ingredient, then it gets tricky. Well, I was gonna say because you, know, you do have access to Cozumel and you yeah. have access yep. to Nassau and all these places. Yeah. Have you ever? Yeah. Tried we haven't. Grass? We haven't really gotten to explore uh, cool ingredients from port yet. Uh -huh. We've done port-inspired styles, but not yeah. specifically yeah. using those ingredients right so i did um when we first got took carnival horizon to new york uh i brewed i brewed an apple pie spice ale oh wow that uh we called the big apple pie ale uh you know the big apple yeah. right but we did not source new york state apples i used the apples in that our food team sourced for general consumption uh -huh. and so um, which may have been from New York, but not intentionally sourced that way. So, um, you know, getting getting crazy ingredients is tough, but uh, anything that's in the Country Malt catalog, I can get within about a two-week lead time. So. Excellent. So it sounds like there's a lot of great stuff, and by the time this podcast comes out, these three beers will be available on Absolutely. almost every single. Absolutely. Actually, yeah. If you're if you're sailing out of the U.S. on a Carnival ship, you will be you will be able to have these beers. Excellent. Theoretically, right now. <laughs> but you know, some some ships, if they're home ports tomorrow, it might come out tomorrow. Gotcha. But um, it's gonna be ideally, a few days before this goes out, anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> ideally, ideally, we've been working with our our bar managers and our bar team uh, fleetwide. So yeah, Excellent. we got good beer, good beer on Carnival ships. Thank you very much. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Thank you. If you have been reading FloridaBeerBlog.com or you've followed us on Instagram, you've noticed this really awesome camo green cooler bag that I just received from GroovyGuyGifts.com. Uh, the website and its sister website are a great place to find a wide variety of awesome personalized gifts. And we are actually on here with Joe DiBasella, the owner of GroovyGuyGifts.com. Joe, how are you doing? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So um, this describes sort of the things that, that GroovyGuyGifts.com and the sister websites kind of have for everybody. Well, as far as Groovy Guy Gifts, um, we basically, we're, we're going after, uh, um, you know, groomsmen. Um, we're going after people that are just looking to buy for men. Uh, we noticed that there's tons of sites out there uh, for women's gifts, but there was, you know, there wasn't a lot out there as far as like guy gifts or men's gifts, it's, you know, for Father's Day, for holidays. And like we said, and for, uh, for groomsmen and uh, the guys in your wedding party. Um, so we kind of thought of that idea and we started it up and we met with a lot of wedding uh uh, event planners and wedding coordinators and it got kind of got the ball rolling and uh it, you know it's, it's just grown from there 
And then uh, we decided, you know what, we'll try to get our hands into the, the, the women's side. And we started the bridesmaid site and that's been rolling. And uh, since then we've, now we're on to wedding favors for the reception table. We're, we're, we're on to uh, retirement gifts. So we've got, it's kind of branched off and taken on a life of its own. Excellent. Yeah. And if you haven't seen the site, it's really fantastic. And there's some really nice um, whiskey and cigar sets that you've got on there, which is really cool. Uh, how did you come about deciding to do something like this? Well, um, honestly, going to a lot of weddings, you know, between the ages of, you know, 25 and 35, I went to a, a, a ton of weddings and noticed that there were a lot of tacky, you know, gifts out there for the groomsmen. Um, so we decided, you know what, okay, let's, let's brainstorm. Let's try to come up with some, some better ideas, some unique ideas, some fun ideas where the groomsmen aren't, you know, just getting the same thing over and over and, uh, and, and personalizing. That's the, the big thing that we do is every, uh, every site that we run, everything is personalized. Um, so, you know, it kind of makes it a little bit more fun, a little bit more unique. And, um, you know, it makes the gift their own instead of just getting a uh, shot glass or, a, you know, a knife. Everything, uh, everything we do is personalized. Excellent. And I've got the bag and I actually just received a glass mug from you that's inscribed at floridabeerblog.com. And so I'm very excited to use that in a lot of the blog posts, which is going to be great. What are some of your favorite items that you have featured on websites? Um, well, for, as far as, uh, so we have groovy groomsmen gifts, okay. uh, which is more, you know, for the, for the guys in the wedding for, for groomsmen, we have groovy guy gifts, which is a very similar site. But that's, you know, very similar, more, you know, geared towards guys, um, you know, guy gifts like Father's Day and things like that. Um, and then we have uh, as far. So as far as those two sites, I think some of the some of the best things we have are these caricature flasks, caricature mugs. Our artist does a very good job. Um, he's very patient. I, I've sent out three or four different uh, caricatures with the people coming back, you know, oh, he looked, you need to make him look younger. Or you need to make him look buffer or whatever. And the guy is so patient and he always gets it exactly how the customer wants it. And I think those are some of the coolest um, items that we have because, you know, what's cooler than getting a flask with basically your caricature on it, you know? Um, we also have bobbleheads um, where if you send us a photo of yourself, we can, we can put you on a bobblehead. It's like a groomsman bobblehead. We could have it where there's like a set of six, so all your groomsmen could be like on one uh, on one bobblehead on a stand. So I think that's extremely unique and pretty cool. Um, as far as everything else, we have great uh, gift box sets where you can get like a personalized flask, a personalized knife, a personalized like shot glass or cigar holder. Um, and then we have the bags. We have uh, we like you, you receive the bag. We have cooler bags. We have um, traveling bags and they could all be personalized as well. Excellent. And I, I like, there's a lot of different options on there, which I like. I didn't realize that the caricatures were done by an artist. I figured that was some sort of computer program. <laughs> no, they're hand done by an artist, local artist here. And um, he does, like I said, he's so patient. He does an excellent job. That is fantastic. And if people were interested in some of the gifts, like you had mentioned retirement gifts, what kind of uh, gifts do you have for, uh, for retirement parties? Um, we, you know, it's, there's the flasks, there's the, uh, you know, the, the canters and things like that. Um, we also have like just, you know, uh, timepieces like watches, um, compasses, um, things of that nature, uh, wallets and, um, uh, what else do we have there? Um, like dress attire and things like that, like tie clips and, and that's pretty much for our uh, retirement site. Excellent. Um, people are interested in obviously taking a look, which I highly recommend everybody do. Uh, where's the best place for them to go to get info? On the retirement gifts? Uh, for, for everything, really. Oh, really? Uh, well, so we have uh, the, the main sites we have are groovygroomsmangifts.com. Um, we have groovyguygifts.com. We have bridesmaidsgiftsboutique.com. We have foreverweddingfavors.com, and then we just started up memorableretirementgifts.com. So the, uh, the wedding favors uh, site is actually fairly new as well. So that's basically um, just small like trinkets that you'd, you'd find in like the wedding reception tables mm -hmm. or, you know, when you're coming into a wedding uh, where it has the table numbers. Uh, we might have just like small, um, small like uh, picture frames with the number in it and your name that you could take and bring home. Just like little trinkets to bring home from the wedding that are personalized that, you know, just will help you remember that wedding day.
Yeah. yeah, I personally, it's not the easiest thing to find and decide on some of these. So I kind of wish that the website had been around when I was getting married. You know? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, we, we get a lot of positive feedback um, just because we try to find things that are unique. Um, and that's kind of what we're, you know, we have salt and pepper shakers on there. We have, um, like I said, magnets, you know, to put on the fridge and things like that. So um, wine stoppers, uh, uh, beer poppers, things like that. So just, you know, that are all personalized and, and we have all different themes. We have Island themed, we have, you know, you name it, there's a theme for it. We have like an anchor for a, like a salesman theme. We have ocean theme. So you can definitely get it personalized to your wedding taste. Excellent. I will definitely look at some of those other sites. That's great information. And if you're interested in seeing some of the stuff that we discussed, obviously the website is great and check out Instagram the Florida beer blog for a picture of this really, really cool glass mug that I got that you're going to be seeing a lot more in the future. Joe, thank you for your time. I appreciate you coming on the show. Awesome. Appreciate it too. Robot Brewing Company. Alan, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Excellent. I'm doing pretty good. Um, this is quite the eclectic spot you have here. Yeah, yeah. We're a, we're, <laughs> we're a weird kind of out there place, but that's sort of what we like to be, you know? All right. It looks, um, it looks not on purpose, but it kind of is. Well, it looks like sort of an eclectic art gallery. Yeah, that's sort of what we're, uh, what we're going for. We have a lot of uh, local artists, um, so we... Um, we carry a lot of local artist pieces and we sell them at no commission just to kind of help them get their names out there, you know, yeah. people who aren't super well known. Um, we, that's kind of one thing that we do here is we like really help or like to uh, help the art community, whether it's comedy, music, or actual visual arts. Um, so that's kind of why a lot of the styles are sort of out there and different um, it's because it's a bunch of different artists and they all have their own style, obviously. So. That's really awesome, and the awesome picture of the robot that's right behind your stage. Now, you were saying that that was drawn by the same guy who did the artwork at the Brewhouse Gallery up in Lake... Where... Yeah, it's a West Palm. I West think Palm. it's like Northwest yeah. Palm, yeah. Um, yeah, Craig McInnes, um, he's a local artist here, does a lot of murals, uh, really, really cool stuff. Um, so, uh, I was actually interested in him before I even knew he did the Brewhouse Gallery uh, mural, which I love that mural. Um, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you can't record it, but it's It's, it's amazing. So, yeah, to get him in here and, like, you know, somebody who I was already, like, kind of had my eye on, he agreed to do our mural. I was, I was stoked. So. Excellent. Nice. So, Robot Brewing. It's a very simple name. And I'm yes. surprised that it had not been taken. But we've got, it, it's sort of the 50s tin toy robot, very... Robbie the Robot-ish. Right. What yeah. spoke to you about it's that? It's kind of a retro-y, the retro-y robot. Yeah, um, that comes from, it's a really stupid story, but I will I, uh, humor me. It's, it's amazing how many stupid stories I get on the podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, the robot name comes from um, college, where a buddy of mine, um, he and I used to play beer pong a lot, drinking, you know, Natty, uh -huh. as one does. Uh -huh. And um, so we were playing beer pong a whole lot against his roommate and his roommate's girlfriend. And uh, we would get in these, like, really intense matches to the point where, like, we were practicing playing beer pong at, like, noon with, like, water in our cups. Because it was too early to drink. <laughs> but we, we, we just, like, needed the, the, the motion, you know? Uh-huh. And so, um, so one day, I don't exactly know how it happened, but he, he, he or I, like, made a whole bunch of shots in a row. Um, the team we were playing against were like, you know, a little, you know, how, you know, how is this happening? How, how can you, come you guys can't miss? And we came up with this narrative that we were like robots sent to destroy humans in beer pong. <laughs> and, um, That's a very, I'm going to go see a movie in the fifties with my red and blue 3D glasses right, on sort exactly. of a story. And more than likely it was at like 3 a.m., you know. <laughs> um, but it, it really angered our friends. You could say that they got really frustrated, so obviously we kept doing it more and more just to, well, uh, you know, egg them on. Um, so that's basically how the name came um, is from that. Okay, and uh, the full name is Robot Brewing Company and Quixotic Lounge. Yes, exactly. And there are no windmills here. There are no windmills. Um, yeah, it's a, the, the Quixotic comes from Don Quixote. Um, but it's more about the spirit of Don Quixote, kind of like how he is sort of unrealistically in search of nobility or like unrealistically in search of uh, uh, 
you know, just kind of like romantic, you know. Um, and that's that's kind of comes back to us uh, having a, a lot of the local art here. We we sort of um, we, we we sort of have this desire to be this uh, I don't really know how to explain, it, but like I guess to be like a um, a hub for creativity mm. and all these things. So that's sort of like our romantic goal. Like even if it's not super realistic that we're gonna you know get all these artists out there and like we're gonna have you know that this person's going to be known for having this piece of art here that's sort of the goal is to sort of uh, help help out the art community whether it's like comedy music or like i said visual so that's kind of where that comes from yeah, um and before obviously we're going to get to the beer soon i promise you but what other kinds of events do you have because i did notice coming in that you uh have D D campaigns we do yeah on a yeah monthly basis yeah so uh yeah once a month we do a D, we do a D D night um so there's usually three different campaigns going on at once um the uh we do every wednesday is uh kind of one thing i'm really proud of it's our, our uh, all arts open mic um so basically it's it's usually mostly comedy so about 75 percent comedy 20 percent music and about five percent other, uh, whether it's magicians or uh, poets, usually um, spoken word, things like that. Um, so that's every Wednesday we do that. But the cool thing about that is um, you can get in. It's three dollars to get in, or you can get in for free if you bring two canned goods. Cool. And we donate that to Boca Helping Hands. So um, last year, since we opened in June, so in about six months, um, from June to December of last year, we collected almost like 800 pounds of canned goods. Excellent. That's really awesome. Now, for those of you that are not familiar with the space, this was the former home of the Funky Buddha Lounge, which did not go along with the rest of the company to Constellation. How did you manage to snag this? So, um, right around when the Funky Buddha sold to Constellation, um, I did a pro-am beer with the Buddha. Mm. And so when we were out in Denver... um, for the Great American Beer Fest, where we had our beer out there, um, Ryan approached me about uh, buying this space, mm-hmm. and I sort of laughed it off, you know, because I didn't have enough money. To, you know, I'm, I'm not a millionaire. So <laughs> I, you know, I didn't, I didn't have enough money in the in the bank to go out, right out and buy the place. Um, so Ryan was, uh, you know, kind of laughed it off. Two days later, Ryan texts me. He's like, "Hey, I'm dead serious. If you want to take over the spot, um, he's like, we'll, we'll be able to work with you." So essentially, without getting into the financials too much, Ryan made it uh, um, something that we could all, you know, handle. We'd all be happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ryan, Ryan could have got a much better deal if he went with a, you know, a big name, which he uh, he had the offers to. But he decided to keep it small, keep it local, um, and that's kind of how it happened. Excellent. And so, obviously, bringing your own brewing style. What's your brewing background? Um, so. My, my background is, I'm, I was a home brewer, um, so I've ne- I was never a professional brewer before I took over here. Um, I started brewing in college, uh, like a little Mr. Beer kid that I bought from Bed Bath & Beyond, which is like how a lot of people started. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, did that for a little while, um, and then kind of fell out of it, and then I would say about eight years ago, really picked, picked it back up, um, and then jumped pretty much straight into all-grain brewing. Um, and kind of like every moment that I wasn't brewing, I was reading about brew, uh, mm-hmm. reading about brewing. Um, and so that's that's kind of um, my, my background. Uh, the styles I like doing, um, I love farmhouse ales. Um, I really like uh, mixing weird ingredients. I'm, I'm a uh, amateur chef, I would say. Okay. And so like I kind of like thinking about how different um, uh, flavor profiles will kind of meld and mix with each other. Mm-hmm. So I like putting a lot of ingredients in beers that you don't always see in beer. Um, so like one beer I'm dying to do here, which I haven't done yet, is a uh, it's a yucca and quinoa beer. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. The, the mouthfeel on that's like really, really crazy, like really creamy mouthfeel. Interesting. Um, yeah, I do a lot of I do a lot of pepper beers. So like we do a. Uh, one of the, my favorite beers we do here is it's a um, saison with peaches and hatch green chilies that we get shipped in from New Mexico. Huh. Um, it's called it, it Burns When I Peach. Um, <laughs> so that's yeah, that's that's one of my favorite beers. So we we like to kind of mess around here. And it, the the head brewer that was here or that is here, um, he was brewing here before. 
Okay. So when I came on, um, he and I kind of sat down and we were like, what kind of styles do you like doing? And I kind of talked to him, he talked to me, and our styles like really go well together. Excellent. Um, so it was, kind of a, it was kind of a pretty easy fit once, once I got here, once he and I kind of sat down and started building recipes and things like that. Um, I wish I could brew, you know, all the time, but I, I can't, <laughs> I'm, you know, caught up with emails and those kind of, yeah. kinds of things. So, so Scott Chadwick is our head brewer. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, really good guy, great brewer, knows his stuff. Excellent. So, um, so what am I drinking or what are you drinking? What are, what are we drinking? All right, you're drinking Mother's Oil. Um, that's kind of our house um, milk stout. Uh, nice creamy mouthfeel. It's not as sweet as most milk stouts. No, it's, it's um, very much a bittersweet sort of chocolate yeah, style. Exactly. It's not a Hershey bar. No, it's not a Hershey bar. You kind of get the you kind of get that like roastiness, um, some coffee coming through, and like you said, it's it's more of like a dark chocolate as opposed to like a mm. sweet milk chocolate. Um, <clears throat> that's that's uh, that's what you're drinking. I'm I have Reverie Red, uh, which is our Imperial Red Ale. Um, tons of caramel malts coming through. Uh, it's 9.1% ABV, so there's a little bit of little bit of warmth to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nice, you know, it's, it, that's one that'll sneak up on you for sure. Oh, I'm sure it's 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 amazing. This is not the first Imperial Red Ale that I've seen coming out recently, and it's not a style that I had seen a whole lot of before. So yeah. I dig it. It's you yeah. know, it's it's <laughs> it's cool. Red ales to me can sometimes get a little cloying. Um, this red ale, it finishes really dry, um, and like I said, you, you kind of get that alcohol back in, which kind of you know, reminds you that you're drinking a beer and not mm -hmm. like a milkshake. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I will say that Boca is not necessarily known across the country for beer, but it's got three breweries at this point and counting, I think. Actually four. Four? Yeah. Okay, so there's you... There's Prosperity, which is, what, five minutes away? Yeah, Prosperity, we have a great relationship with them. Um, super, like I said, like, I mean, I could almost throw a baseball and hit them. <laughs> um, uh, Barrel of Monks. Barrel of Monks, very well known around yeah, the park. absolutely. Um, and then Crazy Uncle Mike's just opened up right down the road. Um, yeah, they're, they're really new. Um, they opened in October, so they're still kind of getting their name out there. Okay. Um, they're more of like a, they're more of like a restaurant that brews. Okay. Um, as opposed to like a go sit down like chill brewery, um, but their food's outstanding. It's a really cool spot, so I would definitely recommend everybody go and check them out too. So I guess my question is, is Boca accepting of beer? Is it ready for beer? How is Boca doing when it comes to beer? I think we still got a ways to go, okay. um, but I think the fact that we have all these breweries out here now, I think it's kind of hard to avoid us. Mm -hmm. So if um, you know, the older population that's here, they're not 100% eager to stop drinking their light lagers. Um, but I think, you know, like I said, the fact that there's four of us in town, we're getting known, you know? Um, so curiosity takes over and they'll, they'll go check one or two of us out and then it kind of expands because we're all good about like recommending the other breweries here. Okay. Um, so if somebody comes in here and they like, the, you know, they're not used to drinking craft beer, I'm like, all right, well, this is the type of craft beer that we do. Barrel Monk says something completely different. They're like all Belgian beers, so you can go check them out if you like that style or, you know, Prosperity does some really cool stuff. And like I said, Crazy Uncle Mike's is brand new, so go check them out. So the, the community here is really good about kind of, you know, sharing customers, kind mm -hmm. of, you know. And it's interesting because one of the things that we talked about offline is that you had lived in Southwest Florida for a long time. Big shout out to the Southwest Florida Ale Trail because I know that they're listening. <laughs> we were taking a look at the passport and you are very familiar with a lot of those people. Um, and they're sort of in the similar situation that's an area that's not necessarily known for beer. Right. But the beer is coming and it's starting to really gain traction. Right. Yeah, that's when, so it's, it's funny because I moved from that area to here. I didn't see a huge change with that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're um, very similar. They, yeah. they really are. Yeah. You know, we're, in Boca, we're sort of surrounded by, you know, you get, once you get down to Fort Lauderdale and Pompano and everything, you know, there's... It, they're a little bit ready, more ready to accept the craft beer, um, which sounds weird at this day and age that you still have to accept craft, craft beer. But like, that's kind of where yeah. we are in Boca, and that's yeah. kind of where the Southwest Florida crowd is too. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar with a lot of the breweries over there. Um, Fat Point was sort of my go-to brewery because they were super close to me. Um, but everybody over there does really good stuff. Josh at Bonehook is an amazing brewer. 
Mm. Um, a guy from my old homebrew club is opening um, up a brewery in Naples. Another friend of mine who was in my homebrew club actually just won our homebrew competition here. Oh. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't rigged. It was people's vote. <laughs> I didn't. I I literally couldn't vote for him. So gotcha. yeah, he he drove over from Fort Myers and won our homebrew competition. And he's opening up a spot. Um, called Ceremony Brewing um, in about the Bonita Beach area. Okay. Um, That's so, over where, um, oh gosh, Momentum. Yeah, is. very close to Momentum. Yeah. But yeah, so they're, you know, it's growing over there for sure. Nice. Yeah. And you yourself come from Gainesville. Originally from Gainesville, yeah. And of course, <laughs> that's one of the big spots for beer in Florida. Obviously, not like Jacksonville or right. Tampa or something, but there's enough going on over there. Yeah, Gainesville has some. Like just incredible breweries. Swamp Swamphead is kind of what introduced me to breweries. Really? Yeah. Um, Swamphead, and then obviously I had a connection to Funky Buddha as well. So whenever I was down south, I was going to Funky Buddha. But like, yeah, Swamp Swamphead was you know when they before they moved to their other location, they were just, you know like most breweries starting a little warehouse, like mm. you know four little bar stools, and a lot of times you go in there and there's nowhere to sit because it's so crowded and it would like overflow into the brew house and. It was just, it's been amazing to see how they've grown. Um, they still do some of my favorite beers. Uh, first mag up there is yeah, they're phenomenal, killer. man. They're killer. <laughs> yeah, that was actually, my wife and I had our um, wedding reception, or no, I'm sorry, our rehearsal dinner at first mag. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was, it was really cool. That's so, really cool. Yeah. Um, and you have some beers on tap where you kind of grab ingredients and really try to harken back to some of the places that you're from and you live, right. lived in. Yeah, so right now we have um, a beer on called uh, Origin Story 2, um, which was basically it's a wheat ale um, that we uh, used a lot of um, sour bitter oranges from my mom's property up, up near around Gainesville. So she has this one orange tree uh, that spits out these like bitter, sour oranges that are like 90% seeds. Um, <laughs> but it just has this like really interesting sour, like earthy flavor. Um, so yeah, she. Uh, have to try this. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll pour you one next. So yeah, she. Uh, you know that thing last year spit out a whole bunch of oranges. So she was like, "Hey, do you want some of these oranges to brew some beer with?" I was like, "Obviously, yes, I do." And then she gave me just an ins like I, I was expecting like a five gallon bucket or something, and then she ended up giving me like close to like forty pounds of oranges. Oh my gosh! So, <laughs> <laughs> so we've done a few beers. Like I said, this is the second time we've done an origin uh -huh. story beer. The first one we did a uh, we did a Brett uh, IPA that we ended up adding the oranges to. Uh, one of the interesting things that I'm taking a look at right now that I don't really expect in a brewery is right above the bar and you'll see this when i post it online is the wide selection of tea yeah and i'm assuming the canisters above that are tobaccos for the hookahs exactly those are you don't really see a whole lot of that right in a brewery so please explain so that was something that the funky buddha you know they used to do this that here um and it if you're not familiar with the space, it might sound weird, but once you get in here, it kind of has this like homey sort of like lounge yes. sort of like hippie yeah. feel. Um, and we we changed a lot of things in here, but one one thing that was very important to us and the customers that have been coming here for years and years and years before I took over and before we changed the name um, was to keep the vibe similar. Um, so, like I said, we, we did a lot of things. We repainted, brightened it up a little bit, but the, the vibe is still very much... Um, sort of hippie chic kind of yep um, I can see that yeah so we, we didn't want to get get rid of the hookah um, because a lot of people come here specific, specifically for the hookah and we have these big uh, tall ceilings that it doesn't get super smoky in here okay um, and the tea is the same thing we're um, with us just not not being just a brewery like with us having a lot of things on our stage constantly we have people coming here who aren't beer people and they're not looking to be beer people um, so we, that's why we carry the tea, that's why we carry the hookah, um, that's why we, you know, we carry wine. Um, cause we and want, you've actually, and you've got some pizzas and other Yeah, we have food. Eatables. Yep. <laughs> we have like small shareable bites and things like that. So, um, if people do come here, we obviously try to get them, we want, we want them to like welcome, you know, welcome themselves to the beer culture, but mm -hmm. some people just aren't willing to. And, um, <laughs> we're not going to force anybody. So we, we, we have the tea here. We have the hookah. If they want to just chill and sit and smoke a hookah for two hours, they're more than welcome to. 
Awesome. And another thing that you kept, obviously, the vibe and the beer and the hookahs and everything, but you also kept the homebrew shop. Right. Yep, exactly. That was actually, I mean, me coming from a homebrew background, that was something that was, like, super important to me. Um, and the uh, the homebrew community here is great. We Like I said, we just had a homebrew competition this past weekend. Um, we had over 40 beers here. The place was packed. I mean, people show up for, you know, people, people are very supportive of the homebrew community here, which is really cool. Um, it's something that, like, I was... I was nervous because that was our first really big homebrew event that we did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are people going to show up? Like, you know, <laughs> is this going to be a bust? And then it ended up being just such a success that we're, we're talking about doing something like that maybe two or three times a year now because it was great. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so we, we sell homebrew supplies. We sell uh, the malt and the grain and everything. And honestly, why not? We have it. We brew with it. So mm-hmm. if homebrewers are around and if they want, you know, access to to malt without having to order it online, like, we should give them that place. And then, I know you also have a, uh, looks like a mug club, that I know my friends at a Guy Thing podcast are very proud of, that they have their own. (laughs) They do, yeah. put it online, and if this were open, I would try to sneak by and use theirs, but... I don't we'll, know. We'll get you a glass. They're, they're, from, they're from Brooklyn. I don't want to mess with them. <laughs> they, they, they scare me. You'll so, be fine. We'll, we'll, get you, we'll get you your own glass. <laughs> sure. No worries. But yeah, so that's our oil can club. Oh, cool. Um, so Can't basically, the whole robot. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's an 18 ounce snifter. Um, so the idea is you know, you get your name engraved on it. You're the only one who ever uses it. And it sits behind our bar. You come in, you have your very own glass. Um, and so being 18 ounces, every beer that we serve, you get a bigger pour. Um, and then you also get an hour longer happy hour every day, um, and that extends to more than just beer. Like I said, we have you know we have hookah uh, happy hours, we have food happy hours. So if you're a member, like you know the happy hour extends um, an hour every day. Uh, we we have like certain members only beers, um, so, so we release something special. Members have first access to certain beers basically. Um, after a couple of days, then we'll, we'll open it up to everybody else. But if the members kick the keg and you know. And the four days that we have it members only, like everybody else is out of luck, kind of. Um, <laughs> we do like members only appreciation night. So once a month we'll do uh, the, um, the appreciation, appreciation night where the members get uh, happy hour pricing all night long. Uh-huh. Um, certain special events they have early access to and like certain perks and stuff. So um, there's, there's a whole lot of benefits. Uh, it's, the people who join like love it. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so I'll leave with this. What kind of big events do you have coming up in the very near future for people to come check out? Um, something I am incredibly excited about, the uh, March 31st, uh, from starting at 8 o'clock till 10, uh, we are doing our Big Lebowski night. Uh, so it's a beer and movie pairing. Um, so a lot of people do beer pairings with cupcakes or cheese or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're actually pairing beers with certain scenes of the movie, The Big Lebowski. Um, so we're going to be showing the movie here on our big projector. Um, and then essentially everybody's going to be served the exact same beer at the exact same time, drinking it during the certain scene, and the beer itself is going to tie in with what's going on in the scene. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I don't think this is a spoiler, uh, we did a white, uh, white Russian yeah. hail stout, that's yeah. a given. Everybody yeah. knew we were going to do that. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's we have, sort of a requirement, yeah, if it's right. a Big Lebowski, exactly. come on. Um, but we have a whole bunch of other really, really interesting beers that... Uh, that are, are basically paired with certain scenes. I think it's like a really interesting event. I don't know of anybody who's ever done anything like that before. Never heard that before, no. Yeah, so and I'm stoked on it. We're, we're going to end up having about 13 different beers. Um, that's are you going to serve any of the beers with like a little gummy toe? I wasn't, but I probably will now because I didn't think about it. Yeah, so, it's like <laughs> yeah, Halloween. Yeah, that's it's genius. like they, they have the little gummy parts. And, yeah. and if you have no clue what I'm talking about, then you have not seen The Big Lebowski. Right. And... I am crying for you, but <laughs> Robot Brewing seems to be a great place to go for that. So, yeah, thank you very much for your time. I yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. And that is the end of Episode 7 of the Florida Beer Podcast powered by floridabeerblog.com. Thank you all for coming out, downloading the episode, listening to it. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. We're available pretty much everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, Anchor, and more. Remember, if you subscribe to the podcast, 
Take a screenshot of your subscription, put it up on social media, tag us at Florida Beer Blog on Instagram or Twitter or FL Beer Blog on Facebook, and you can win one of two Southwest Florida Ale Trail passports that we are giving away courtesy of the Southwest Florida Ale Trail. Some great guys there. I'd like to thank our guests for coming on. And I'd also like to thank the Rust Belt. You are listening to Martha right now. Fantastic fusion band out of the Gulf Coast of Florida. If you want to talk to us, hit us up, floridabeerblog at gmail.com. This is David. Thank you for listening. Drink Florida Craft. Tell me.